0: What's your story?
1: Yo, what up, y'all? Y'all might know me as G. Willie or Greg, and this is my story.
0: Right, so tell everybody where you from. New Orleans, Louisiana. Hollygrove. Grove. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell people, um, like, you know, Hey, before yourself, I'm like you. If it's your background growing up,
1: background growing up. Uh, I mean, I come from a two parent household, uh, and I went to Catholic school all my life until college. I graduated from Dillard University, and I had spent some time at Xavier too. That's it.
0: I oh, see so you went to both.
1: Yeah, I went to both. Okay. That's uh, that was the beginning of the end for school. You know what I'm saying, like. Started as David, then I transferred to Dillard, and uh, that was it. And the party got started early on because I finished school early. I finished uh, from Dillard like in three years, so I had an extra year, and that kind of like, led into these this party stuff.
0: Hey, so let's bring it back. So, all right, what year did you actually become one? We, like, right <laughs> we ain't talking about years right now.
1: We ain't talking about no years right now, you're.
0: Man, you gotta give him history, man. Right?
1: Look at his, man. <laughs> we ain't talking about no years right now. Long story short, we was basically play basketball every summer at Xavier, uh, for free play. And then we go get something to drink or and go we sit in the park and I just talk trash. And one day we was like, man, we gotta just throw some parties. Like everybody knows It started off as a group of uh I think it was eight or ten of us originally. Uh and first party was a hit. It was hosted by Young Mane which y'all know now is Mac Main. Uh one of the basketball players for the Hornets at the time, uh, James Lane. And uh literally everybody pulled up. The whole city and every college in the, in the city. And it just it was after that it was it was a rap. Been here ever since.
0: Oh, so where that party was at?
1: That party was at Twy Roper Mills. What was that? On Sa on uh <laughs> It was on Chapel Two, right by the Convention Center.
0: Okay, so i like fast forward, forward um, from that party. Like, i what can you say? I'm like, what was your, on like, biggest party? Well, it was your biggest event. Oh, that's um, even. that you have through so far.
1: Biggest event I ever thrown in my life was NBA All Star Weekend
0: 2014.
1: you about to see that. Yeah, I mean, Diddy, <laughs> Drake, uh, Big Boy, uh, Kevin Hart. Janelle Monae. Um, man, that party was crazy. Fab, uh, I can't even name all the people that was on that party. And but
0: and the good part is you didn't book all the people.
1: Nah, I booked Fab, <laughs> and I booked the hometown hero August Alcina. That's who was on. The, that was the original host of that party, and, and we everybody got
0: everybody grabbed a mic.
1: Everybody grabbed a mic. Nelly, uh, who else? Uh, Buster Rhymes. Yeah, that was an incredible night. That was like definitely like the night where I was like, "Damn, this is crazy." Yeah.
0: And you even made your way off for taking pictures up there with everybody. I yeah, I, it's crazy
1: that I ain't getting really like. I was that was more, that was one of the dopest parties ever in my career, but the part about it is crazy. It's like I couldn't even get around to even do all that because it was like every time I would get like Kevin Hart in. Diddy was pulling up. I'm like, man, who, when is it gonna stop? And I think at the end of the night, like it was like we missed people that we just couldn't get in because that was other big time people that was you know that increased the level of the party. But it was just too much going on. I think ever since then though, when that happened though, I'm always prepared for moments like that, especially on weekends when we're at destination city for that. You know what I mean?
0: 'Cause I remember that party because I always tell people Drake got one of some of the biggest security guards I ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Diddy security chopping you through, coming through Drake security guards was crazy. It was a it was a hell of a night, man, you know. So I thank God for that every day like Okay. That was one of the moments.
0: And so doing parties, it would actually transition to you becoming one entrepreneur for as, far as mm-hmm. subways and you know like real estate. Yeah. So and so what year did you actually open up how
1: many i on the subway? Uh, I've been in the subway business a long time. I've been in the subway business, uh it's over fifteen years. So that was kinda like believe it or not, the parties went like maybe yeah, like maybe a year and a half before we opened our first subway and uh then the real estate came into play maybe like four or five years later. But it's it's cool though, you know, like you take things and uh I don't take nothing for granted it. like everything I do I go hard because. Like, everybody don't get the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? When the opportunity there, you gotta go get it.
0: So let's talk all right, real estate. I'm like in New Orleans. Like, do you think? It, you know, like, if I want you to, to i like give some advice on like, to someone that's like, like interested in like jumping in.
1: Don't try to do nothing too big in, in the beginning. Get you a little house that need a little work, and me it maybe may just need some paint, and some floors. Because everybody want try, I'm going to build this complex the first thing out. Don't work like that. It's just too hard. You don't know enough. You got to learn. You got to go ground and get a mentor. You got to reach out to people that do this, for real. You drive around the city, you're going to see the same people at most of these houses, or some of these houses, and you'll build a rapport with them and try to get you some good contractors, because the contracting business is terrible when it comes to reliable people to work and take your check, take their first front half, don't come back on a job again. So... You can't, don't go too big to start off with. Always start at your level, like, you know, come out of the, out of the gate with some small investment that you can afford to lose, per se.
0: Gotcha. So, like, what's your advice to someone coming out of high school, college, thinking about only becoming one, like, party promoter?
1: Um, yeah, what are my advice if you're gonna come out and be a party promoter? You could be broke, so be prepared for some rough days. Cause it's everything not gonna hit, um, and you shouldn't. Whatever I think the, the biggest thing is like I, I know a lot of people be like I right, risk it all every time. You can't have that approach. Not this day. Cause at the end of the day, you gotta eat. You gotta have lights. You gotta have water. So graduate, Like you know, work for, work underneath another promoter, and just let be honest with them. Tell them I want to be a promoter one day. You know, learn. You need to learn how to ball work. You need to learn how to door work. So go get a job at a club. Go see. You know, there's so many different ways to angle that, you know, like uh from being just a promoter. You want to, at the end of the day, I'm a student of the game or whatever game that I'm into. When I say game, I mean business. I'm always going to want to learn about something going on with the club industry. I'm always going to learn about something going on with the entre- with, in entrepreneurship as a whole. I always want to learn about something else going on in the restaurant industry. I always want to learn about something else going on in the real estate industry. Like you have to be... You have to read. You have to go look. You have to go get a mentor. You got to do all of that in order to be successful. Because otherwise, it's just not gonna come. Or you are gonna have some hell of a trials and tribulations to get to the top. All
0: right. So I want to, I want you to say to the people who and who think it's just so easy to be in a part of it, like people think you just post on social media, just it's just got book of phone numbers in your phone.
1: Nah, I mean let's be honest. I'm not. I'm not exactly like uh, heavy social media. You know what I mean? Like. It's about the product at the end of the day, like what you delivering to the people. You gotta have so many different, uh, and you gotta be around, surrounded by the right people though too. You know, like I, I think that I've done a good job of uh, having a solid team, like me and my partner Herb. But uh, it ain't just G Willie. Like G Willie is, Greg and Herb. Like you know what I'm saying. Here we go is Greg and Herb. Like Herb, my right hand man, and Herb like he gonna walk in the game. You ain't gonna know in the game and he playing the probably the biggest role in the game, you know what I mean? So you have to have the right people around you when you in this business. And you got to have somebody that can tell you that's a dumb idea cuz I come up with them all the time. So you know like it's you know you got to have somebody that's right there with you like that's not a yes man in this cuz everybody going you don't want it with the you know they think you got the quote unquote idea and they're just yesing you to the, to the top of that and then they did all that breakdown so fast. Cause you got to have right people around you and, the, and this party game is like, it's, it's hard. Like, it's going to be nice. Think about this. Every win and every loss you do in the party game, you do it in public. Got a regular job, you don't do it in public. They don't know you got fired from your job, the world I don't know unless you told them. But you know if nobody showed up at that party, <laughs> ain't nobody up, man. That part was whack. Ain't got nobody there. Nobody buying no bottles. They ain't got no girls there. The girls, they ain't got no men there. Man, it was crowded. And then sometimes people would think you made a billion dollars because it was crowded. Not knowing that you just spent a billion dollars so you ain't getting nothing. You know, so that's kind of like a, the ups and downs of it. All
0: right. So when did you realize G. Willie was actually becoming one brain?
1: Uh, G <laughs> Willie, that's a hilarious question. Um, I think I realized through the pandemic, cause I was like on a, there was no parties, so G Willie just became like something to deal with during the pandemic. Whether it's me with my retarded running videos or me riding in the truck talking crazy about my workers on a real estate job, I think people really missed that. I'm gonna start doing that more again because a real estate party is still going on. I just don't have the time to get on the ground and talk about it. But G it really became like a thing during uh, COVID.
0: Okay. So has there ever been one point in your party part on the promoting years on that we just wanted to give up?
1: Give up? No. But scared, yeah. And when I say scared, is like you get to a point sometimes where you like, man. You think they gonna come? Oops. See, this phone was stopped. I'm supposed to put this on vibrate. But yeah, uh, I think that the the answer to that question is scared. Yeah, but uh, and and when I say scared, I don't mean scared. I mean like doubtful. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you get a you get you gonna have your doubts, like, cause sometimes it's it's, it's ups and downs in any business, but. When you realize there's ups and downs in life, there's ups and downs in business, then you're gonna be all right, too. But you also gotta realize, you know, like, there's gonna, everything comes to an end. Like, right? So it's always gonna be a, I I won't do this anymore type deal, but Lord has blessed me with a talent that I never, I ain't know I had like that until I really got all the way in it. Cause my mom and dad looking at me crazy. I told mom we were a party promoter. What you went to school for? (laughs) I'm like, what you mean? And my dad said told my mama, let him do what he want to do. He'll be all right. And, you know, thank God.
0: Hey, because it's kind of crazy because, you know, if your brother is a lawyer, yeah, and, is. like, you know, your parents, like, hey, what do we do? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely like a, a different conversation. He's like, yeah. yeah, one of my sons is a party promoter. I don't know. Uh, he's a lawyer. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, totally two different personalities, but, you know. Yeah, Gary's hilarious too. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: but obviously we got to interview him soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Look, if you got a if you're in a wreck, call 393-9111. He' gonna take care of you. Gary Johnson Law Firm. There you go, Gary.
0: How do you like have through good events like such events um, without any crime and different things like that? So what
1: I'll say is I've never um, take it for granted that when you walk into one of my events. Essentially, your life in my hand. So if you notice, like, you ain't never been, it's been very, very few situations where you felt as if I was short on security. Like, I'm gonna make sure, like, I'm gonna do the utmost to make sure everyone is safe and can get home. Cause at the end of the day, if your security ain't on point, you ain't got no operation. And we don't play about our operations. Like, we, like, my door staff know what time they gotta be to work for, and, uh shout out to matt and leslie they've been with me for 10 plus years they gonna make sure our door is set everybody know what's in place they gonna know if a security in a bad spot but that take time and honestly we overspend money on security because it is important that everybody is safe inside a building and it's out, the outside perimeter is safe too because at the end of the day like without safety then people not coming man
0: you have to protect the brain
1: and the people, more importantly, because your life in my hand. When I take that twenty dollars from you and tell you come at my party,
0: you know. gotcha So it it it. it so how important it is to actually build on like, the right team?
1: Oh, I think that's the biggest part.
0: Building the right team is you ain't got no team. You can't want you to give the everybody cha- some change. Just not like you know. Yeah, yeah. You got- you know, you the record label. you just give everybody some change with Christmas. I saw that. Nah, ain't about
1: all that, man. Nah, I mean building the right team is really important because at the end of the day, though, you ain't got no team, you can't win no championship, you know. So, at the end of the day, I'm always trying to win, so I got to build the right team. Ask LeBron.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> so like you know, doing parties with all these athletes and building relationships, like you were here from, like you know, doing events when, it when the, when the, when the, when the, when the, it, when the artists. First came back, you know, all the way to the Pelicans. I goes, worked for the Hunters actually. I do. Okay. not of don't know that. I worked for. The, I worked. Yeah, let the, the story. I worked in
1: the NBA and the NFL, man. Uh, that's kind of what really propelled this whole situation, honestly. Uh, I worked for the NBA and the NFL. My last job job was working in the NFL, I worked for the Saints, and uh, I got fired. You know hear I me? Mean? This is a good part. Of this. this is a great story, actually. I got fired, uh, and it was a very important game for the Saints, and I was like thirty minutes late. And uh, I guess I ain't tell them they gave me to where, to where to be at, and I went to the wrong location. So night like, that Monday, that dude walked in that office and said, "Man, you better than this. I'm about to let you go." What? I'm better than this? That boy let me keep my uh, lanyard that had my NFL, you know, uh, ID on it and everything. I said, man, I'm gonna let you keep this. I'm not supposed to let, it, let, it, let you keep this, but you know, I just know that this is. A, you need this. And I'm like, man, what what's this about? And uh, it really boiled down to him like the fact that the players were familiar with me and we used to party together. You know, we're the same age. They coming to the party. So I'm sitting at the lunch table with them. They That was uncomfortable for him, man. Ever since then, when I got fired from now, I said, never again. I just, I just knew it was like that was my time, you know. Ain't like nobody firing me again. Yeah. Nah, ain't nobody firing me no more. I can't do that. Like that was, that was, that was hard. Going home, tell your mom you got fired. Like what? You got fired from the NFL? How you did this? Like everybody want that job, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, you know, everything worked out. <laughs> and like some, I think you know, sometimes it, it go to that old saying, you know, blessings come in like mysterious ways, and you don't know would it propel you or would trial and tribulation propel you to the next level. And it made me level up. Like, I was like, all right, cool. I'm all the way in on parties. Ain't no stopping this now.
0: Gotcha. So I want you to bring it back. Ever since you talk about the Saints in the NFL, bring it back to that 2009, 2010 year when, like, New Orleans nightlife went crazy. When you, yeah. when you go out on a Wednesday and you, and you might see, like, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, listen, Saints Super Bowl year, uh that was an incredible year for nightlife. It was an incredible year for parades. Mardi Gras was so different that year. Uh I, yeah, Kim K would definitely walk in the club with us that night. Like Sunday nights at Republic. Shout out to Big Stan. My big brother, uh always in debt to him uh for just never like holding no knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Like Big Stan had Sunday nights at Republic. I don't care if I had a party on a Sunday If it was like a college party I'm like, man I don't know what y'all doing But I'm about to head to the stand party too We're going to do both that night I'm, I'm going to go work that mine And go hang out at that one You know, so like Yeah, everybody was a uh, That was a hell of a year, man I ain't going to lie when I went to the Super Bowl that year It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life Went out with the team after that. It was crazy So, yeah Nightlife changed in New Orleans That year I would honestly say like 2009, 2010, same season, whatever that Super Bowl was, nightlife was at all time high. We had the Wednesday night, I think, it was the Wednesday night with with Chris Paul and them, or with the with the Pelicans, or yeah, the yeah. Horns or Chris Paul. It was, uh, horns was Chris Paul, so that would have been like, that yeah, was right oh, yeah. after,
0: right? Yeah, 12th yeah. yeah. Street Ball, or something. It was, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 12, ball. Ball. All, 12 all ball. Before yeah. it was our pre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Wednesday nights, you coming there to see the tan it down, and then all the players coming after the game. it Was that? Nightlife was at a, a peak at that moment, for sure.
0: Right. And so, G. Willie, and, like, here we go to Brand, mm-hmm. being promoted 10-plus years, do you feel like if it's a relationships, I'm um, like with the Saints, and, the, and you know, in the Hardings and the Pelicans, actually, I mean, helped y'all? A
1: hundred percent. Like, it was, you know, like, we already had steam coming out of college, and you got to realize that, you know, the NBA and NFL players, they all 21, 22 years old, when they get to the city, typically. You know what I'm saying? it was So, when you meet in that age range... And it was like, y'all naturally like, could be possibly partners, you know what I'm saying? And some of those relationships I still have to this day, for p- former players, players that still play and everything that's, you know, always gonna refer your name when they say, man, we better go to New Orleans and go for the weekend. Well, call Greg or G Willie, whoever you call him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and
0: you also have private events sometimes when the players come in, like, you know what? I'm gonna get a few people to come through.
1: Yeah, you know, the private <laughs> events, you know, the private events are the private events, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, yeah that's that's the that's been some great uh things with the private events you know we did a few with Drake we've done some for French Montana and the pelicans uh some other teams you know so we we did have some hell of a uh John Morant or look at me say John John Morant uh we did a private party for this year uh it's been good man like uh, relationships are amazing uh but more importantly it's about the people that typically introduce you to those people they saw you in their normal light, in your normal light and it was like, that's somebody that I would trust with my friend or my business partner's brand that has propelled to different things you know, gotcha.
0: but I have to ask you this, like even though you might know answer this, speaking on private events how was it like going to a LeBron James' private birthday party if he just had it, uh, it was
1: dope, uh, actually um, a friend of mine uh, and business partner uh Dave called me and was like, yo, let's go knock this Atlanta event out. Brian doing his birthday. I'm like, what we gotta do? And we put the play together, helped out uh putting the getting the guest list together and um you know putting it putting the putting the play together. We booked Lil Wayne, DJ DJ T Lewis on it and uh DJ MLK also did it. It was crazy, man. It was a good night. And that was like a, that was one of the ones that was like you know it was a private party but it was definitely uh i didn't know it was gonna go so public after <laughs> but it was dope like it was it I was a production. yeah it was, it was good man it was good I, I enjoyed that that was definitely a a moment to finish out 2022. you know lebron james birthday private birthday party was dope shout out lobos they went crazy
0: speaking of videos you know this year you know the pelicans been going crazy And also last year they went crazy and like every time you courtside someone will hear your voice,
1: man. So like and
0: so like how close did you be to the cameraman? I don't know the
1: cameraman actually, bro. I just I I have a good time. I'm a real basketball fan. Like I ain't never played a day organized basketball in my life. Shout out to my dad. he down bad for not letting me do that because he was like in school, in the middle of school. So I only could play baseball and football. Football's out the way kind of halfway through the first semester. So he was cool with that. And uh be honest with you, I wasn't that good at football, you know? But I was the kicker, though. You know what I'm saying? My senior year, I wasn't hitting the field. I was like, I'm going to be a kicker. So, you know, I, that's, I think me being a kicker shows you that, like, you know, anything is possible. And I wasn't hitting the field as a D lineman. So, you know, I was like, I got to get on the field some kind of way, so don't stop. Figure it out. And that's what I did. And I think that's kind of like where my life is at right now.
0: <laughs> oh, so you was like that boy, I'm a like, kid on class act.
1: Nah, I think I was more <laughs> like a Rudy, but I liked okay. to kick, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, you know, I was like, man, I can't hit the field. Everybody going to school, I'm playing football. And I, the, I, we had a great kicker that was, that went to Virginia Tech the year before, my senior year. And I'm like, who's gonna
0: be the kicker now? I say, why not me?
1: You know, I got the videos up on the gram. Y'all can laugh at that <laughs> later.
0: So, being in the game 10 plus years, tell us what do you enjoy most about it? And tell us what do you actually so, hate about it? I
1: don't hate nothing about throwing a party uh, or an event, whatever you want to call it, or uh, event curator. I've heard 9,000 events, that, uh, Name names for us, promoters. I enjoy. The up, the down, I enjoy the process the most. And what brings me to the next level or what brings me to the next event is when I hear somebody walk out of the door and they say, man, I had a time of my life. What? I'm going back in the lab in that next morning. That's it. All I got to do is hit that. Or uh, you get on the internet, you see somebody like, oh, we had a time last night. <laughs> Showtime. That's all the motivation I need.
0: So tell us, I'm mean, like, what's next for you?
1: What's next for me? Um, we have a lot of things brewing right now for 2023. Love and heartbreak is probably one of the, uh, I think it's become a cultural moment for the city. Uh, it's giving night, nightlife a breath, of, a breath of fresh air. Um, R&B is uh, dominating the clubs, I think, right now. And uh, love and heartbreak will be a focal point. This year, it was a great year with Love & Heartbreak. We just had our one year anniversary. The other night with Ashanti was crazy. crazy. Uh, I think one of the biggest shows we've done in a long time. And uh, you're gonna see some big, big stuff dropping with Love & Heartbreak. Shout out to DJ Papa and Herb. Key Carroll birthday party was crazy. Uh, so it was good, man. Like, uh, Love & Heartbreak will be the focal point of 2023. Like, you're gonna see a lot of stuff coming with Love & Heartbreak. We got the Four City Tour coming up in March. Uh, and we got some, I don't know when Darren gonna get this interview out to y'all, but we got some stuff coming for, uh, it's coming, March.
0: It was coming next week.
1: Ooh, where you, you gonna, yeah, March, <laughs> March is gonna be, y'all think Ashanti was big, we got some stuff coming. Yeah,
0: but hopefully, I mean, we can get the interviews over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you know what, I'm gonna work on you getting in the interviews, bro.
1: We gotta, I gotta get that, I gotta get that done. We gotta set up an hotel lobby for someone, but... Yeah, Shanti was late getting in, so I I missed that one, but it was good though. We're
0: gonna make it work. Yes, sir. And also last but not least, tell everybody I'm like what can he find on social media oh, and just everywhere. At G
1: Willy on everything. That's it. At G E E W I L L I E at Here We Go E N T. Also and if you can't find me, y'all know who to call. Call her At Herb H W G.
0: What's your story? Z, make
1: them scream. N O L A Z I N E. Make them
0: S-C-R-E-A-M, M- Scream. Nola Zine. Make them scream. You heard me.